Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 294 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a front-end engineer from Copenhagen. He designs, creates, and supports websites and applications for clients and for fun. And he loves using modern technology to create exceptional user experiences, always striving to create high-quality products. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Mads Brod. Thank you, Phil. Thanks so much for having me. So, Matt, that gives a bit of an insight into into what you're doing, but it doesn't provide it the detail, if you like. So, maybe you could give us a bit of a an explanation of of what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like you said, I work as a front end engineer. Um, I'm currently working in a digital agency, meaning we have a lot of different clients. Uh, I get to work on a lot of different kinds of projects, um, always using this like modern technology that I'm really really passionate about. And kind of next to that, I'm also uh, working a lot on trying to grow my online presence. Yes. Uh, so, I'm, so I'm spending a lot of time on on Twitter, on my newsletter, my blog, all these things to uh, to kind of help like share my experiences and, and hope that others can can learn from it. Brilliant. Okay, great. So you're, I mean, from my perspective, <laughs> being a, a, a seasoned IT professional, if you like, you're you're quite early on in your career, as I understand it. Yeah. So I I actually I studied software development uh, at a, like a bachelor's degree at university. And then I finished that actually only two years ago. But um, while I was studying that, I was also working part-time as a, or like in a student position as a front-end developer. And then I switched to, to full-time front-end work when I, uh, when I graduated. Right. Okay, good stuff. Right. So, Matt, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, pursue your passion is a good one. But uh, <laughs> I also heard that, that, that that's a little bit of a cliche. So... I uh, I tried to come up with a better one, and the one that really that really works for me and that I recommend to everyone is that you need to build lots of projects. You need to build lots of different things, because in my opinion, that's the absolute best way to learn and to to get better in in IT. So uh, you can do projects for for a lot of different reasons, right? Like you can build them for fun, you can build them to learn, to solve a personal problem or or it can just be for work you know to to make money i think the the key is just that you you keep building because it's a way to to keep your skills sharp and to really get a practical feeling because in my experience you know you can you can do lots of tutorials and you can read lots of books but but where the real uh, work happens in it is when you actually you know get your hands dirty and and, and build stuff and i think that that's that's really key it, it is indeed. So it's actually being able to apply what you've learned um, and actually seeing it being used in a more tangible way than just an exercise, which is obviously the case typically when you're learning to do something new. Exactly. And I think also maybe I'm a, I'm a bit biased as a front-end developer, but it's the best way to kind of stay sharp and, and keep your skills you know, up to date because uh, you know, the landscape is, is constantly moving and, and the industry as a whole is constantly moving forward. So I think it's a nice way to, to stay up to date and, and keep, your, keep your skills completely sharp. Yes. So, so do you sort of have any sideline projects you're working on at the moment? Yeah, I do actually. I'm working on, um, it's not really a secret, but it, it's kind of a, a social platform where uh, people are going to be able to share kind of their self-learning journey. 
because I'm a big believer in that a lot of IT learning happens, you know, on your own time, like reading, reading, doing courses, uh, building stuff. But it, there's not really a way where you can uh, you can kind of keep track of all that and, and and kind of see the path you're you're currently on if you're not you know doing a traditional you know a degree into job path. So I'm kind of working with a friend on on something there. Uh, it's still early days, but I'm I'm pretty excited for for when I can can share it. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so presumably you'll be sharing that out on on social media and on your blog at some point. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll want to get some some early users in and get feedback as as early as possible. And for now, it's just you know a fun side project. But if people like it and if if we can take it in the right direction, I'm I'm really excited for what it could end up being in the future. Great. I mean, yes, yeah, some of the most successful things and, and applications and and so forth come about in that way, don't they? They people create them for themselves. Um, and then they'd gather momentum and, and, and you're off. So yeah, I wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so Mads, can you share with us your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this was a, a very specific experience. It was my, my first real job. Um, it was my first full-time job as a web developer. Uh, I was pretty new to the company. You know, I'd been there maybe a month or two or something. And then uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I got stuck on this one tiny issue that I just couldn't figure out. Like I just, I, I couldn't work through it. Uh, it took me probably a couple of days or a week or something. And I just, I realized that I kept thinking about it like in the evening and, and overnight. I, I uh, like, I took it home with me and I, I just couldn't leave it, you know, as a, as a work thing. It just really took up a lot of space and, and energy in my brain. And then also kind of make me feel feel stupid. Like why why can't I solve this problem? You know, it should be easy. I'm I'm getting paid to be a developer. I should be able to solve this problem, right? And uh, it it just it was kind of annoying that it that I couldn't leave it alone. You know, I couldn't leave it at work. Um, but then you know, of course, as happens with most problems like this, eventually I, I came in uh, one morning and and I just solved it rather quickly because I had you know taken a proper break and I got a got a fresh perspective, which I think is really the key when you get stuck on a, on a problem is to just take a break, you know, really try your best to let it go, do something else to, to take your mind off it and then come back later. Sure. So in terms of that problem that, that you had, did you talk to anybody else about it or try to get other opinions of how you might solve it? Yeah, see, that's the big thing because that's what I'm really trying to advocate now is that you should do that as early as possible before, you know, you get, you get too frustrated. But I didn't do that because... I was maybe feeling too proud or, you know, I, I kind of just felt like that I'm supposed to solve this problem. You know, I, it's, it should be doable for me alone. But I, what I realized later is that, that that's a, that's a stupid way to think about it because you're not stupid because you can't solve a problem. You just maybe haven't tried it before, or you just need a, a new perspective. And, and yes, the best way to get that is to just ask for help. In, indeed. I think it's um, the case for a lot of people early in their careers that they're almost scared to ask for help because it might show their them up in some way that they lack a certain amount of knowledge that they're expected to have um i think it depends really very much on how you go about it as well so if you expect somebody to solve the problem for you if you like and then do the work for you <laughs> then that may not go down quite so well but if you're asking for an opinion or some input that's going to be received in in a, in a far far better certainly um, and it will help you actually get sort of relieve that that stress of having that problem. Yeah, for sure. And I think once you've you know you've done the proper research yourself and, and you've tried your best, people are more than than happy to help uh, if you can explain it. You know, if you're respectful of their time and you explain the problem and, and what you've done so far, they have no problem you know helping you out. 
Exactly. Exactly right. Good. Okay. So, Maz, can you tell us about your career highlight so far? Yeah, there's, there's actually two that, that came to mind when I was pondering this question. The first one was that I, um, in my that job that I was just talking about, I got tasked with building a kind of an interactive web application for the Danish Refugee Council, which is a Danish uh, NGO to help refugees. And it was just overall a really, really cool project. It like technically it had a lot of like 3D. There was this kind of a spinning, you know, globe where it would show the different uh, camps that the NGO had around the world. And it was very focused on animations and storytelling and, and this 3D effect. And I uh, basically coded it entirely by myself, which gave me so much new insight and, and really helped me learn a lot in the process. But I think what what was great is was that it was for a good cause. You know, I I could really feel that that I don't. It's really motivating for me when I'm building something that I know really matters and can make a difference in the real world. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. It's it's the knowing, isn't it, that that what you've actually been involved in and and had a hand in producing makes a big difference to somebody else's life. Yeah, exactly. And I was just, I was really proud of it. We got great feedback. It was just a really nice experience overall. Good. Okay. Um, so, Mads, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Oh, boy. There's actually a lot of things that excite me about the future in IT. Uh, I think the, the biggest one is that I like how IT is constantly evolving. You know, IT today is very different from five or 10 years ago. And there's always new things to learn, you know, new technologies coming up. And I think that's really exciting because I'm the kind of person that I I just don't think I could work a job for 40 years, like doing the same thing. But I really respect people who do that. And I think it's super awesome, but I'm, it's not for me. And and IT really allows me to kind of always stay fresh and, and keep up to date because it's always changing and getting better. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think you're right about the fact that um, things have definitely changed in the last, certain, certainly the last 10 years, and I, I presume as well from five years, I'm sure they have as well. But yeah. it's certainly the case that obviously people tended to be more tied to a company and would work a career in one one place, if you like, for 40 years. And I think the way life has changed and the way we're more sort of distracted i suppose a lot of the time means we our attention is is moving all over the place so i think it's sort of is reflected in the fact that we're far more um dynamic in in our careers now we tend to move around much more and, and want to be engaged in different things all the time yeah for sure and I, I think that's also fueled by the fact that the barrier to entry into it is getting lower yes because there's so many amazing resources online you know you can take boot camps you can there's even like uh, university courses are starting to have more focus on like web development and, and software engineering. And that makes it so much easier to get into, which is also exciting because the easier it is to get into, the more different perspectives, the more different tools, the more different everything uh, we're going to have in the future. And I think yeah. that's also really, really exciting about the future in, in IT. It, it is in very much and so, yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. So you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Um, well, when I was a kid, I was really big on video games. You know, I love to play them, love to be on the computer. And that's, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people get kind of get started that way. But then it transitioned into that, uh, well, I, I know computers and I like working with them, but I also really want to understand how so much of our world works because 
today, you know, we spend so much time on social media or streaming services or our smartphones, and it's all built around IT. It's all based around technology. And I think it's really it's really crucial for me to kind of have a just have an understanding of how all these things work, you know. So I'm not um, so at least understand what a little bit about what's going on under the hood, and and I can appreciate it because we spend so much time on these things. And that's that's kind of what what got me uh, attracted in the beginning. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Kind of related to what we just talked about that. IT is always evolving. Uh, someone told me that you know a career in IT is a lifelong learning process. It's it's not like you study for a test and then you take the test and then you're finished. You when you work in IT, you're never going to stop learning. And it ha- kind of helped me realize that when someone told me this, it helped me realize that I don't need to know everything as long as I'm improving and I'm moving in the right direction. You know, as long as I can put one foot in front of the other and keep improving and trying new things and growing, then that's all good. You know, I don't need to know everything. You don't. Absolutely right. It's interesting about what you say as well, that it's a continual learning process. It definitely is. Um, and I think there are two aspects to that. There's the, the fact that you need to try and, and, and sort of be engaged and, and, you know, take the initiative and, and learn. But but just by being within the industry, you learn anyway because because of the nature of what it is. You get you get almost taken along on the wave. So it's quite an, an interesting um, way of looking at the, the learning. You just got to balance both sides of it. Yeah, and I think it's a really nice thing to realize early on because if you don't, if you constantly think, you know, oh, when am I done learning programming? Well, you're going to be disappointed because you're never going to be done. You're, there's always going to be be more to do, and the sooner you kind of embrace that and and you know make that natural to you and maybe start to enjoy it i think the, the better time you're going to have in it yes indeed and what is the worst career advice you've ever received oh this was a this was a good one someone told me once to um that i should not become someone who makes websites because everyone can make websites and <laughs> I'll, I'll get into it a bit later but but when I had discovered, you know, as I said, I was studying software development, which was very kind of backend focused on like Java and, and C sharp and databases and stuff. And and it didn't really click for me at that point. It didn't really click for me at all until I discovered front end development and, and web development in general. Because I I realized that that's the perfect way where I can kind of combine being creative, you know, making websites, you have to have some like visual elements. Uh, and I can combine the creative urge with kind of my my desire to like you know solve problems and think logically and all these things. And I wouldn't I would have never discovered that, and I would have never probably not even stuck to this career if you know I took that advice to heart that you know everyone can make a website and and that's just you know the, the boring part of IT. If I believe that, I I wouldn't have gotten where I am today. <laughs> very good yeah. yes okay um, the next question i don't know how relevant it is we'll give it a go if you had to begin your it career again in today's world what would you do yeah actually i thought a lot about this one because you know uh, i'm not that far into my career yet but there's but there's already one thing that, that really came to mind and that is when i started programming i would get into this habit of um, learning you know a little bit of syntax in one programming language. And then as soon as it started to get a little bit difficult, as soon as I you know, had to actually build something, I would move on. I would move to the next language, which which meant that I could write Hello World in five different languages, but I couldn't actually build anything. I couldn't build software. I couldn't build a website. I couldn't build anything. 
So the, the advice I would give today is to, to narrow your focus. Uh, pick a subset, preferably a, a really tiny part of IT that you can focus on and then learn that deeply. Don't, you know, don't jump around too much and, and try out everything because it's a trick. I feel like you, you feel productive if you do the thing I did where you just learn a lot uh, of aspects of different languages, but you're not actually learning. You're not actually becoming a better developer. Yes. So if effectively what you're saying, you've got to be persistent um, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to, you know, it's fine to to switch field. You know, if you if you try to focus on front-end development and then after, let's say, six months, you figure out you, you don't really like it, you want to do something else. That's cool. It's just, uh, if I think if you switch every every week and, and you keep, you know, searching for that perfect uh, unicorn part of IT, I think it's it's going to be hard. It's It's a lot better if you can kind of find your focus and then just, just double down on that and get really good at it. Yes, that's very very well said. Yeah. Right. So what career objectives are you focusing on yourself? Well, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit in the beginning. So uh, I think this whole idea of, of building an audience is becoming really prominent in IT um, because it's a way to it's a way to create opportunities. You know, I, if I didn't have a Twitter audience, I probably wouldn't have met you <laughs> as an example. It, it's also a way to kind of give back to the community because IT and development as a whole is, is built so much on, you know, open source and free software and, and people really like giving their best without getting paid for it. And I think, you know, me... Uh, building an audience is going to obviously help me, you know, make connections and, and build a network, but it's also going to help others, you know, when, when they can learn from my experiences and, and read my, you know, tweets or newsletter or whatever it is. And hopefully that will help them in their career. So that's, so just, you know, getting, building an audience and, and connecting with people really is, is the key. And that's why I want to build an audience in the first place is to, to meet people and, and, and learn from them. I think that's the, that's the main objective I'm focusing on right now. Right. Good. Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? This one was very, very clear for me. Actually, there, there was there was no uh, no second guessing it. I think the number one key technical skill for everyone is to be a good communicator, because in my experience, if you can't communicate properly, it doesn't really matter how good of a developer or or programmer or whatever you are, if you can't you know communicate with your, your peers, your project managers, your clients, whoever it is, I think communication is just super important to avoid misunderstandings, you know, within teams or, or clients. It's super important to keep everyone happy, make sure projects and, and everything is going according to plan. And everybody just likes working with good communicators. Like it, it's so, at least for me, it, it's frustrating if I, if I work with someone who can't probably you know, express their ideas, or if I constantly have to try to guess what what they're doing or working on, it just it's a lot easier if you communicate clearly, and that helps build trust, uh, especially with with like project managers or clients. If you can communicate effectively, well, then you know they know exactly uh, what you're doing, and that helps them in their job, and that kind of builds a much better relationship between you and and them. Yeah, they're all very good points. I think one thing people often sort of don't really think about is that it's, it's like anything else communication needs practice yeah um and it, it's a skill that you develop over time and, and the more you do it the better you get and you identify where your weaknesses are as well so yeah i think you're absolutely right communication is key and will certainly be a foundation to anybody's success in this industry definitely yeah 
Um, and what do you do to keep your own career energized? Uh, we've touched a little bit on it, but I think Twitter has been really great for me to just keep up with everything that's going on in the industry. Uh, it tends to be a little bit biased toward maybe front-end development and, and JavaScript and that side of, of IT. But, you know, funnily enough, that's the part I'm interested in. So so it works out well for me. Uh, but next to Twitter, I just, I like working on, on fun side projects. You know, I'm, since I started working full-time, it's been a little bit tougher to find time because, you know, I have other interests as well that I'd like to do in the evening and weekends. But I think having these these fun little projects that, that nobody else is in control of, you can do exactly what you want, exactly how you want it. I think that's really key to to stay focused and, and keep just having fun with IT because at the end of the day, that's a big reason, at least why I got into programming is because it's fun. Good. Okay. And what do you do away from technology in your spare time? Uh, what do I do away from technology? Mostly, probably I read, uh, read books, different, mostly like factual books. Um, and then I like playing board games with friends, hang out with family. Uh, when the pandemic hopefully ends at some point soon, I'll go back to the gym. I haven't been to the gym for a year. I'd like to go back there. Uh, but yeah, that, that's mostly it, I guess. Great. Okay. And Mads, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the audience? Yeah, definitely. Um, we've I've talked about it a little bit already, but I think finding your niche within IT and, and doubling down on it is, is absolute key. Uh, like I said, it, it's what I would have do different if I was just starting today. And I think it's a really... Uh, it's a nice starting point to have to, if you can kind of, you know, dive dive deep on something and get really good at it, because that's also when you like, you can kind of explore what what you're into. Um, it, you know, it's fine to try different ideas and and see what you like, but at some point you, you gotta go a little bit deeper. You gotta commit to something, or you're just gonna, you know, not really uh, accomplish much. Like I said, I, I studied uh, backend development or software engineering, and it was very focused on Java and C sharp and algorithms and whatever. And I didn't really like it. I, I was not a big fan, to be honest. And it wasn't until I discovered front end and web development that it really, it really clicked for me. And I think the the key is that whatever you find or and however you find it, you need to make sure that it combines three different things. So. You need to make sure that it combines what you find interesting, because if you don't find something interesting, you're not gonna stick with it. Like it doesn't matter like how much money it pays or how many benefits there are. If you don't find it interesting, it's not gonna work out. So you need to combine what you find interesting with what you're good at, but also what you can make money with. I think kind of the the intersection between these three is where you you can have the best the best IT career really. And that's what I feel like I found when I discovered front-end development and, and website programming because I find it super interesting. You know, I want to spend time on it uh, outside of my work. I'm also decently good at it, I'd, I'd like to think. Of course, I still got stuff to learn, but I'll, and it can make good money. And when you find this this area for you that that's like, like fulfills this trio, I think that's when you should just, you know, go completely into that and, and focus entirely on that because that's going to really pay off for you in the long run. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. That sort of intersection of those those different elements, and and yeah, as you say, th- there's a financial aspect to it as well. Yeah, and of course, you know, you can't you can't learn it all. Like IT is just way too broad that you're not going to be able to learn everything, and you're not going to be able to be good at everything. 
it's just it's not it's not feasible. So as, the sooner you you recognize that, and the sooner you can double down, you'll you'll get more interesting work, I think, because you'll get into like kind of the nitty gritty of whatever you choose to focus on, and it also generally is where uh, the most money tends to be. You know, people like specialists. If you get really good at one, you know, technology or setup technologies. I think that's a lot easier to to make good money with than you know if you know a little bit of everything. Indeed, yeah. There's, there's a phrase about being the go-to expert. So yes, yeah, it certainly can can definitely apply in our industry. Yeah, yeah. If I could give one more piece of advice, yes. also is to um, that we also briefly touch on, but that is this online audience and connection building, because it, it I don't know, I never really thought about it until. Around a year ago, you know, I would just, you know, go to work, do my job and get home and then maybe program a bit on the side, but maybe not. But what I realized was that it's just a, a great way to to kind of learn more about yourself and also improve your own skills. Because if I write a blog post about something or if I send out a newsletter about something, I need to make damn sure that I know what I'm talking about. Because if I don't, well, then, you know, I'm not going to feel good about it. Like, I don't want to teach people the wrong stuff or, or give them bad advice. So it kind of helps me improve and, and get better at the stuff I share on top of then, you know, being able to network with people, build connections, uh, get feedback. You know, it, I think there's a lot of value in, in talking with your peers and being able to give, give feedback on each other's work. And that's a lot easier uh, to do online because, you know, you have access to the entire world, especially on Twitter. Yes, very much so, yeah. Well, it leads us nicely into the last question. So how can we find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, well, if, if you hadn't guessed it already, Twitter is a, is a good one. Um, so I'm at Mesbrot on uh, on Twitter, just my, my name in one word. And that's my main platform where I share you know, what I'm working on. I share career advice, a lot like the one we talked about on here, uh, different tips, new technologies, all these sorts of things. And besides that, I won. I run a, a newsletter, a weekly newsletter called the Top Three in Tech, which is at mass.fyi/top3. Uh, we can leave a link somewhere um, where you can um, you can. I'll send out a weekly email with different resources, updates, and advice from the development world. So every Wednesday, I try to compile kind of like the three like three different topics uh, or or links to different articles or or new frameworks or whatever it might be that that interested me that week and i send that out and i think it's a nice way to kind of uh get you know just just the the cliff notes of what's happening in tech because there is a lot going on all the time like we talked about earlier as well that you know tech is always evolving and it's a really big field and it, it can be hard and, and sometimes overwhelming to keep up with everything so for me i really like subscribing to other newsletters because they give me you know just kind of a, a focus down a uh, view of that and, and just the most interesting the highlights uh, you could say so that's kind of what i'm trying to do in, in my newsletter as well okay well we'll make sure the relevant links are on the website and on the show notes page for this episode so if people want to check it out they can do um mad thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today it's been great chatting with you oh thank you for having me phil it was i was really excited actually when i when i got the your first message because i'm not really used to being on podcasts and everything and it's a really cool opportunity that the twitter has opened up for me and and it's just it's, it was really fun kind of also going through the questions and, and coming up with answers and kind of reflecting on on my career so far so thanks for having me good to hear thanks matt hi phil here again now, if you thought about being a guest on a show yourself, or you have somebody in mind that might be a good guest, please do let me know. 
You can reach me on Twitter, where I'm at FieldTechCareer, or you can find me on LinkedIn, or you can even contact me through the website, which is itcareerenergizer.com. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.